Devin White reportedly wants to trade out of Tampa, and while the Buccaneers say they have no intention of moving him, they absolutely should. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so please subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you always get the latest episodes when they drop. I am James Yarko, Deputy Editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com, flying solo on this episode. Evan Klosky is at Amelie Arena for the Lightning and the Leafs during this recording so it's just me but we certainly have plenty to talk about don't we of course make sure you are following everything on twitter at locked on bucks at jarco underscore bucks follow my normal co-host david harrison at d harrison 82 and of course evan is at e klosky wtsp now according to jenna lane of espn and since confirmed by numerous others Devin White has requested a trade out of Tampa. The report says that the Bucs have no intention of moving him, but this is something that came up about a month or so ago. David and I talked about it on this show. If you all remember his Instagram post where it appeared that he was saying goodbye to Tampa, and he later explained it as him reflecting on, on his time with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, not that a move or anything of that sort was imminent. Well, now it looks like that's probably around the same time that he likely requested a trade, that we don't have an official timeline as of right now. But here's the thing. The report, again, first by Jenna Lane of ESPN, said that the Buccaneers had no interest in moving him. The only reason he would be requesting a trade, well, there's a couple of reasons. The main reason that he would be requesting a trade is because contract negotiations on a long-term extension would have stalled and they're not making headway. Another reason would be maybe he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. Maybe he doesn't want to play on this team now that Tom Brady is gone and you know, he doesn't want to be part of a, a losing team. He wants to go to a contender. There could be a lot of different reasons, but the main reason you and I both probably know and believe comes down to money. We know that Devin White wanted to be the $100 million guy, uh, wanted to be that linebacker that got a $100 million contract. So if the Buccaneers are not willing to do that, and that is the value that Devin White and his agent have placed upon him, then the Buccaneers have to move him. You have to move on, and you have to do it now. Because if you wait, and you have a guy in the locker room that we saw last year when things weren't exactly going his way, he um, kind of detracted from, from things. He kind of did a little pouting, didn't want to talk to the media, uh, got um, got in his own head a little bit. Uh, and of course, there were other extenuating circumstances going on in his personal life. And of course, those are 
completely understandable why he wouldn't be in the right headspace. But this is a guy that is supposed to be a captain. He's supposed to be a leader. He is supposed to rally the team when they need him. He's the guy that's always at the middle of the pregame huddle on the field to get people amped up. If he's demanding a trade and then the trade doesn't happen and he comes back, first and foremost, you can't put a C on his chest again. The guy doesn't want to be there. You can't expect him to lead people when he doesn't want to be there to begin with. And so if the Bucs are going to do this, it needs to happen in the next couple of weeks. It needs to happen for 2023 draft compensation. And, and we've discussed numerous times that Devin White wants the big money. And he he declared that before he, while he was at the scouting combine, before he had even been drafted, that he wanted the big money. So the top paid inside linebackers in the NFL are Roquan Smith. He got five years for $100 million. Shaquille Leonard, five for $98 million. Fred Warner, five for $85 million. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds, or I'm sorry, five for $95 million. Tremaine Edmonds, four for $72 million. And C.J. Mosley, five for $85 million. Is Devin White better than those guys? Maybe. Probably not, but maybe. On his best days, he he's right up there in the conversation with all of them. But your average week-to-week -week Devin White might squeak into that top five, might be number four, probably number five. And someone will pay him that kind of money on the open market because we see year after year after year, free agents get more money than they probably should because of the bidding wars that happen and to entice players to come and play you know, in, in different places that maybe originally they didn't want to. You know, we remember years and years of the Buccaneers overpaying for guys like Deshaun Goldson and Darrell Revis. And, you know, the, the list goes on and on because they had to entice these guys to come to Tampa because it was a bad football team. It was a bad organization. There was bad coaching. And they had to convince these guys to come in and play. And how do you do that? With money. So... The, the biggest thing is when you take a look at him wanting to be traded is he wants to be traded because he wants to get paid. The Buccaneers are not going to give him $100 million. They're not going to give him $98 million. They're not going to give him any of that. So if you, it, David and I have talked about this numerous times on the show as well. If you had to choose between giving Devin White the big money contract, the big money extension, or you had to choose giving that big-time money, big-time extension to Antoine Winfield Jr., you give it to Antoine Winfield Jr., and you let Devin White walk. Again, there's a couple reasons for that. Number one, Antoine Winfield Jr. is on the cusp of becoming an all-pro safety. Safeties also, generally, are not as expensive as you know the top-tier inside linebackers, so even a, a mega deal for Antoine Winfield Jr. isn't going to be as expensive as what Devin White is wanting. But most importantly, Antoine Winfield Jr. is about as consistent as you can get. He's far more consistent than Devin White is at his position because we've seen Devin White have incredible, unbelievable performances. But we've also seen him have performances that leave you shaking your head and going, how? 
How is this still happening with a top five pick in the NFL draft, a guy who's been in the league this long, and a guy that is, you know, considered a star player in the league? You can't have it. So the Buccaneers can continue to build around Antoine Winfield Jr. and Vita Vea. And then you, you take a look at trying to trade away Devin White. You have to get draft compensation for this year because now, this late in the game, you have to go out and you have to find a replacement for Devin White. We've already talked about linebacker being in need in the NFL draft because you really don't have anyone behind Levante and Devin White. Well, now you have to replace a starter and you you have to do so probably in the draft. There isn't anybody out there right now that you can probably go out and sign and bring in to become the starting inside linebacker next to Levante David in the 2023 season. So the biggest question is, who is going to trade for Devin White and his $11.7 million salary this season if a deal gets done at all? That is coming up next here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You have heard us talk about this mobile game app, and if you've ever thought you would make a good GM and would have to trade a pick that you made in the top five a few years ago because they want too much money and now they've decided they want out of the city, well, then you need to give this game a try. It is not as easy as you might think to create a dynasty, and when you play Ultimate Football GM, you get control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons and lead your team to glory. And you really find out just how hard it can be sometimes to find the right quarterback and the right coaching staff. The best part is you can play it anywhere. It's available online and offline. And even better, Locked On Bucks listeners get a 100% free boost to your franchise when using promo code LOCKED ON, all caps, all one word, LOCKED ON in the game store. That's LOCKED ON, all caps. So make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. Some interesting information leading up to the NFL draft coming up in just a little bit here on Locked On Bucks, but continuing the Devin White trade request conversation, who is going to be interested and what would they be willing to give up? So you take a look at Devin White's salary. He's on the fifth year option. This is it. And he's due $11.7 million. So the teams that can feasibly afford him, because you still have to have money for other free agents after the draft, you still have to have money for the rookie class. You know, there are other moves that are going to be made. So it's not like a team that has $11.9 million can be like, oh, let's trade for him right this second. They would still have to free up some money. And of course, all of that gets worked out. It, it happens every year. You know, we see rookie signing late into the into the offseason because teams have to clear cap and things of that nature. But Greg Allman of Fox Sports put out a list of of teams that could feasibly afford Devin White's salary. And those teams are the Arizona Cardinals, Carolina Panthers, 
Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions, Green Bay Packers, Indianapolis Colts, and Philadelphia Eagles. So let's take a look at those teams for a minute. Take the Panthers out. They're eliminated immediately. The Bucs are not going to trade Devin White within the division and have to face him twice a year. And I know a lot of people are thinking, well, he may go to a team in a trade and then sign with the New Orleans Saints and go back to Louisiana. Yeah, it's absolutely possible. We'll get to that in a little bit. But you also have to eliminate the Philadelphia Eagles. They aren't going to pay an inside linebacker the kind of money that Devin White wants. Now, that is coming from Gino Camilleri of Locked on Eagles. He flat out told me he's like the... Howie Roseman is not going to pay Devin White what he wants, so you could eliminate them immediately. Um, he's probably not going to Indianapolis. They already have one of the top five paid inside linebackers in the NFL. And then, of course, even if they did want him, if they're trying to work out a trade or trying to work out an offer for Lamar Jackson in case they don't get the quarterback that they want in the draft, that's going to eat up a lot of the cap space as well. You're not going to be able to afford $200 million in linebackers plus $280, $290 million in Lamar Jackson. So you can pretty much eliminate them as well. So that leaves Arizona, Chicago, Green Bay, Detroit. None of these teams are a Devin White away from winning the Super Bowl or really even a Devin White away from being Super Bowl contenders. Arizona has their own issues at the quarterback position and, and a lot of other spots. Uh, Chicago has issues at the quarterback position. Green Bay is a hot mess, especially at the quarterback position. Then there's the Detroit Lions. And I think taking a look at these teams, the Detroit Lions seem the most likely landing spot for Devin White. They have a incredible head coach in Dan Campbell, the bite your kneecaps off, tough physical team, and they showed that last year. They have made some great moves in the offseason. They just brought it. They just traded Jeff Akuda. And then didn't they bring in like uh, CJGJ, the uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, who used to play for, for the Saints, was just on the Eagles. Um, they have a really, really good defense. And Devin White, I think, would fit well in that defense, in that culture, in that locker room, and would get along really well with Dan Campbell. Now, here's the issue with the Lions. They run a 4-3, and their current middle linebacker is Alex Anzalone. He's a pretty good middle linebacker, so that might not be the best fit for either side unless Devin White would convert to the weak side linebacker to be to being the will backer and if you remember levante david back when the bucks ran a 4-3 was an outside linebacker so you would think that that devin would probably be able to convert and if he goes to the will backer he's going to be able to blitz a little bit more he would be a huge upgrade over malcolm rodriguez who is the current weak side linebacker for the detroit lions so you upgrade right there immediately. They've upgraded their secondary. They have a decent pass rush. Devin White would help that. So you take a look at that situation and you think, okay, Detroit could make some sense. But I'm going to bring up a wild card team that doesn't currently have the cap space, but they could make this work. The Jacksonville Jaguars. They have to clear some cap space. They have a little bit over $10 million right now. So they'd have to clear about a million and a half in order to get 
Devin White onto the roster, then they would have to clear some more in order to sign their rookie draft class and, and all of those things. But former Buccaneers linebackers coach Mike Caldwell is now the defensive coordinator for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So you know that if anybody would be interested in bringing Devin White onto their defense, it's going to be the guy that coached him in Tampa for a few years as his position coach. Now, if he doesn't want Devin White, we're probably not going to find out about it, but that would probably say something about Caldwell and White's relationship or what Caldwell thinks of Devin White. But you have a team in the Jacksonville Jaguars that got into the playoffs last year. They're probably the odds-on favorite to win the AFC South this year because Indianapolis needs a quarterback. Houston is hot garbage. And you have the Tennessee Titans that you really don't know what they are. They need a quarterback, but they still have Tannehill. But Derrick Henry's getting older, and they're starting to trade away some key pieces and get rid of some guys. So you have three teams that are essentially rebuilding within the division. It's the Jaguars' division to lose, but they still have to compete with the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals and and the other, you know, the the Los Angeles Chargers in that conference. So they're going to need some help on the defensive side of the ball. They got to put put up points on offense, but they need help on defense. So Devin White to Jacksonville actually really makes a lot of sense if they're interested and they can clear up the cap space to be able to do it. Now, as far as compensation is concerned, I'm telling you right now, you're looking at a day two pick at best. There might be a day two pick and then a late round pick swap kind of situation. Um, you might get a day two pick and a, a late, late draft pick, but teams aren't going to pay a, a super high price on a guy on his fifth year option. Now, one of the possibilities could be that the Bucks get a day two pick this year and then a conditional pick in the 2024 draft based on whether or not Devin White signs with the team. So you could get a 2023 second and a 2024 fifth that becomes a fourth if White signs a long-term agreement with the team that he gets traded to. Otherwise, you're looking at most likely a third and a sixth, uh, maybe a third and a fourth for White and one of Tampa's fifth round picks to do a, a pick swap on, on that front. But the Roquan Smith trade, you go back to that, was for a second and a fifth round pick plus linebacker A.J. Klein. That was also a midseason trade. So they weren't, the, the Ravens were not getting Roquan Smith for the full season and the Bears retained $5 million of Smith's salary. If the Bucks are unloading Devin White, you would think that they want to unload the full $11.7 million in salary along with them. So they're not going to be retaining salary in this deal. They're going to want to clear the salary and get draft pick compensation for the upcoming draft because now you have a giant hole on the defense that has to be filled and has to be filled quickly. You may be reevaluating the draft needs for the Buccaneers, David and I would be talking about it, and you may have to go linebacker like a, a Drew Sanders in round one in order to fill that void. However, there could be another first-round target for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as they appear to be in the quarterback market 
during the draft. That is coming up in just a moment right here on Locked on Bucks. Wrapping things up here on a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And let's get away from the Devin White conversation for a little while. Let's talk a little NFL draft because University of Kentucky quarterback Will Levis is visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Wednesday. He played two years at Penn State, transferred to Kentucky. And in his two years with Kentucky in 2021, He had 2,826 yards, 24 touchdowns, and 13 interceptions. Then last season, he had 2,406 yards, 19 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. He played two more games in 2021 than he did in 2022. But in both seasons, he had over 65% completion rate. He had eight-plus yards per attempt in both seasons. And he had quarterback ratings of 148.3 and 151.9. Will Levis is not a small dude. This is not a Bryce Young situation. This is not a Kyler Murray situation. This is a dude that is 6'3", 220, and absolutely rock solid. Here's the thing about Will Levis. I am not a fan. Uh, I don't think he is a slam dunk prospect. I don't think he is a plug-and-play starter. Now, the Buccaneers don't need a plug-and-play starter, do they? They have Baker Mayfield that they can start. They have Kyle Trask that could beat Baker Mayfield in the quarterback competition. I don't think he will, but he could. So you do have the opportunity here to potentially have a franchise quarterback that can sit for a year, let Baker do his thing, and if Baker cooks, then maybe Will Levis sits another year or maybe Baker prices himself out of returning to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after rejuvenating his career. I just, I don't see the hype around Levis. I like the confidence that he has, um, but it's borderline a little too cocky, which is a bit concerning for somebody that is, coming out in the draft. Like I realize some guys are just phenomenal and you have to have a certain level of confidence to succeed in professional sports. It's just, it's a necessity. You have to believe in what you do and you have to believe that you are going to beat the guy across from you. If you don't have that kind of confidence in yourself, you are going to fail. But when it, it's, Bordering on being a little too cocky, like when Will Levis has already congratulated the team that drafted him, it can be a little off-putting because this is a guy that played for Kentucky. Like, bro, you played for Kentucky. You know, yeah, that means that you're in the SEC, but you didn't exactly light it up for Kentucky either, going up against all of these players that you would then see in the NFL. Um, I understand the Bucs having Will Levis visit because if any quarterback in this draft is going to drop, it's going to be Levis. We know C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are going 1-2. Which one goes 1, which one goes 2, we have yet to see. I still believe it'll be Stroud 1 and Bryce Young 2. And then you have Indianapolis at 4. Do the Titans jump Indianapolis to try to get Anthony Richardson? Do the Colts take Anthony Richardson? Um, You could have the Raiders 
end up drafting Will Levis uh, in the top 10, but they just signed Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe they just ride with that and they reevaluate the quarterback market next year. But you could definitely see a draft day slide for Will Levis that could drop him into the teens. And if that is the situation, if that is the case, does he slide all the way to 19? Probably not. But does he get close enough to the Buccaneers that would warrant them wanting to give up future draft capital to jump up and secure him? I guess it depends on how much they like his tape, how much they like his interview, how much they like you know his, his workout or, or whatever he's going to be doing on Wednesday. But he does have shades of Roethlisberger. When you watch him, I don't think he's as polished as Roethlisberger, uh, which isn't saying much because Roethlisberger, he came out of the Mac. You know, he went to went to Miami. He wasn't a super polished prospect when he came out in the draft anyway. But I think he was better than Will Levis is. Um, but he does have have shades of that Roethlisberger style of play in him, which could be greatly beneficial. And we know Bruce Arians. Uh, was working with Ben Roethlisberger, you know, got him to help create the playbook when he was the offense coordinator with the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, he he worked hands on with with Roethlisberger quite a bit. So if he sees that in Levis, he might really really like what he sees. Then of course he's going to have the ears of Jason Light and Todd Bowles, and he's going to be able to give his opinion. But it's going to be the collective. It's going to be Bruce and Jason and Todd and Dave Canales are going to be involved in that conversation of, is this a guy that we could see starting for our team for the next five, six, seven, 12 years? Um, and what's the price that we're willing to pay for that? And what's a price that we would be willing to eat in case we're wrong? So the Bucks have plenty of these visits. They had Lucas Van Ness in uh, earlier in the week. They have these top 30 visits, and of course, they build files on these players where they can reference them when they hit free agency or if they become open for a trade and things of that nature. So you don't want to read too much into the top 30 visits, but it is interesting that Will Levis is you know, one of the quarterbacks that the Buccaneers would be interested in, considering he is projected to be a first-round guy. You can bring in Hendon Hooker for a visit because you know he's going on day two. That makes a little bit more sense for the situation the Buccaneers are in. You bring in a guy for a visit who is projected to be a first-rounder, and not just a first-rounder, projected to be a top 10. You have to have probably some pretty serious interest in him, and then you would hope for that draft day slide where you can make a move that isn't as expensive to be able to move up and get him if that is truly the guy that you are in love with and want to be your franchise quarterback moving forward. With that, I'm going to bid you all a fair adieu. Make sure you are dropping your reactions to the Devin White News in the YouTube comments, or of course, you can uh, react to it by sending us in an email to lockedonbuckspodcast@gmail.com. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes. From free agency to the draft, salary cap management, and more. Join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 
We will be back tomorrow. But in the meantime, check out everything I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. Check out David's work over at BucksGameDay.com. And of course, follow everything on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. We thank you so much for joining us right here on Locked on Bucks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.